Welcome and thank you for joining us on The Breakthrough Factor, a podcast and YouTube show where your host, Jess Boss, interviews entrepreneurs, athletes, and financial professionals to find out what it takes to break through barriers to health, wealth, and taking ownership of your life. If you're feeling stuck in your career or seeking advice on how to overcome obstacles all the way to building your fitness and finances, this is a show for you. In this episode, I talked with Scott Bauman, owner and founder of Iron Legion Strength Company, a personal training gym in Westbrook, Maine. Many of Scott's breakthrough moments come from the way he uniquely attacks adversity in his life, which includes being curious, non-judgmental, and ultimately finding a way to stay in line with the things that he is both passionate about and skilled at doing. Hey friends, it's me, Jess Bost, back with another episode of The Breakthrough Factor. Today's guest is Scott Bauman, and I am repping the shirt that I got from his company, Lift Heavy, Be Kind. I know you've seen it on me before. It is one of my very favorite shirts and absolutely my motto for life. You might think I stole it from him. I actually didn't, but it is definitely something that he has embraced and coined as his motto for his gym. So I'm just, I consider myself borrowing it. Um, and it was very cool to find him and realize that that was their their gym's um, motto and, and the values that they embraced, because of course that that is something that you know for me is very important to me. So he is the owner and founder of Iron Legion Street Strength Company, Iron Legion Strength Company, a personal training gym in Westbrook, Maine. And when COVID hit, Scott launched also an apparel company called Not Born This Way Apparel, as you can see, and then also uh, eventually started his personal company coaching business called success doesn't come to chicken shits, which I love. So he's um, using that to help other entrepreneurs and gym owners build their brand and their business since he's obviously been in the business for a while and has just the wisdom and the knowledge and the experience that he wants to be able to pass on to them. He runs a podcast called Not Born This Way, where he and his guests talk about the power of strength to overcome adversity and hardships. He's a dad, he's a lifter, he's a former bodybuilder and an amazing motivator throughout social media, which is where I found him and of course stayed along for all the things that he posts and and does to encourage my life. So welcome, Scott. Thank you. That was a really nice intro. And I'm remembering as you told that, <clears throat> that I think somebody on my team like showed me your profile because I think Lift Heavy Be Kind was already in there. Yeah. It was almost like, hey, we've got to watch out because I think this like this lady's like got our tagline. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> we, we can't, you know, we don't have to like uh, lock it down and trademark it, you know, but it was pretty funny. So I think it was actually right in your profile before profile, yeah. you even found the brand. So that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, a kindred spirit kindred. type of thing. Um, with that. So yes, I'm, I'm excited to be on and um, I feel kind of the same way following you. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. It's uh, truly, I have been looking forward to this moment for a long time. Well, we've been talking about it for a while, right? So yeah, we have. So cool. um, we are going to jump right into your story so that our guests don't have to wade through the small talk to find out who you are, because that's really the important 
piece of our conversation today. So kicking off your story, I know that part of it was getting to where exactly where you want to do or getting to the point where you're doing exactly what you want to do now. Part of that journey was first figuring out what you didn't want to do. So yeah, bring us into the conversation or the place in your life where you're figuring all of, out all of these things that you didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back literally to like kind of high school, college, where, you know, in high school, I knew the expectation was going to be to go to college from my family, right? And that was just like what you do. Right. But like, I literally didn't like anything that could be perceived as a profession or that I wanted to learn about in college. And I, um, I had a couple high school jobs, but all they did was tell me what I don't want to do. Right. I mean, I worked in a gas station, I mowed my neighbor's lawn. So like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) And, um, I liked playing ice hockey. That was my, I'm, I'm a very, um, kind of obsessive, uh, personality. And I see this in my son now who's 10, it drives me crazy, but, um, it it can be good and bad. But like when I get into something, I'm like all in. Right. And I like, can't really think of much else, um, much. So it's, it's a good success trait sometimes, but it's also really annoying for everybody that knows you and wants to talk about anything other than that. Right. right. Like, yeah. uh, you know, that's always the rub on CrossFitters, right? Like that's all you talk about. So I'm sure when you first started, you probably alienated a lot of people with only talking CrossFit. Yes. So in high school, I just, I, I picked up ice hockey and that's all I wanted to do was play ice hockey. But I started at like 15. Everybody else started at like seven. So I was obsessed with like getting good enough to like play somewhere. So all I wanted to do was go to a college that had a team that was like not that good there was a team that I could actually play for. Yeah. So yeah. I found a local college, Rutgers co- College near me. I couldn't get into Rutgers University, but I could get into Cook College, which was like a part of it. Yeah. And I could play hockey. So oh, like, cool. yeah. that's where I went. Yeah. Um, and I picked uh, landscape architecture as a major because I like to draw. Like, like legit, that's my thought process at 17, right? So I played hockey. Um, and I got into weightlifting because I was small for the hockey team. Um, and I graduated with a degree, but like I knew during college that I don't want to do this for a living. But what I did notice was there there were kids in my class that were really passionate about it and really good at it. So I could get by, right? Like I was that person that's like, I'm, I'm intelligent enough to like fake it through a lot of shit. So like I did decent projects. But like, I didn't care about them, right? So, right. So just as like an intelligent human being, you can like get by in a lot of stuff. But it's so hollow. But it was hollow. Yeah. And I I didn't get excited about it. I didn't want to present. I hated talking in front of people. So I'd just go and phone it in and I'd get a B or a C or something. But there was like one or two guys that were gals that were like really good. Mm -hmm. And I loved watching them present. I loved their work. And I thought, I shouldn't do this for a living. They should. Like, I don't even want to take up a job that that person should have. Yeah. Oh, I need to yeah. find my thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And in summer, I took jobs where I worked for landscapers. And I'm like, I hate this. So I don't <laughs> want to do this. And then I worked in a warehouse. And I watched every person in that office, whether they worked in the warehouse or in accounting or in um, sales. 
they all hated it. They all hated their lives. They would they would literally stand at the it was old school where you had a punch card, like at five o'clock you could punch out and leave. They'd literally stand there, Jess, at four fifty-five in a line, waiting to punch their card and just complain about, hey, how's your day? It's Monday. What do you think? All right, <laughs> you know, how's your day? It's Thursday. One more day. We're out of here. And I literally thought, is this going to be my life as an adult? Because this is terrible. Like, like, what do these people do on a weekend that would justify this life? I literally thought that. I'm like, because my weekends are boring. I go to the movies, I work out, and, you know, it's Monday. So if my whole life is going to be just waiting for a weekend for me to go to the movies and work out, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Right? Because right. unless I can afford to go to the Bahamas every weekend, this is not worth, this is not a good trade-off. Yeah. So That's I just kept point. having these... I didn't know yet what I wanted to do, but I knew that that was not the life I wanted. I'm not going to do something that I'm freaking miserable 40 hours a week to get a paycheck. Mm. That, that was my first inclination towards, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do, but I can tell you for sure what I don't. Yeah. So you, so you went to college, you're on the hockey team at college Yeah. and you're lifting. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you're lifting because you said you're a tiny guy, which is really hard if you're watching. I'm this. like five seven, which is what's great about the internet is you can't tell that. So <laughs> you didn't have to say I'm, that. <laughs> I'm like five seven. So like But you are not seven, tiny. I'm not in this tiny frame. anymore. But at five seven and hundred and thirty five pounds, I'm playing hockey against guys that are six foot two twenty, right? So I'm I'm not super skilled and I'm also getting beat up. So at least I can get bigger and stronger and not get knocked all over the place. And then and then lifting just became, you know, they call it the iron bug, right? Like I just got bitten by the iron bug. Like I just liked being stronger and bigger and building muscle more than hockey. So my obsession switched junior year into I want to be a bodybuilder. I like the way this makes me look. I like the way this makes me feel. I think I can actually be good at this. I know now that I'm not going to be a pro hockey player, right? I'm a decent hockey player, but I'm not going anywhere with this. But I actually might have time and the ability and the genetics to be good at bodybuilding because I can do that until I'm 30 or whatever. Right. So that kind of took my focus now switch to I'm all in on lifting and bodybuilding. Yeah. And there is so much merit just in the pieces of the journey that get us to where we are today that right. may no longer have any impact directly on where we are, but like the, the reason we came to Augusta is not at all the reason why we are still here, but yeah. I would not be doing any of this right. had I not been in Augusta, right. you know? Yep. So yep. that not, you know, ice hockey may not be a huge impactful part of your life now, but the fact that it got you to the place that you were and you had to lift in order to at least stay on your feet. Right. Right. Rink. Literally. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a good point. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. I just opened that window into really where the rest of your life would eventually go. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and sometimes it's the things that we, I mean, we talked about when we chatted before this, the things that don't work out or the thing that we choose not to do. Right. It's like, I, I literally remember at college every summer, um, once I got addicted to the lifting, all I did all summer was work eight to five at this warehouse where I literally like packed things in boxes and shipped them out. And then I'd go to the gym and I'd go home. And that was my repeat for three months. Um, 
And that company, I worked for them like three years in a row. And it was like my dad's friend. So, you know, I had a connection there. And um, when I was graduating, again, not knowing what I'm going to do, they asked me if I wanted a job in like the marketing department. So it was like a real job. So not the warehouse guy, but like go inside to the office. I, I literally didn't even know what the word marketing meant, honestly. But I knew it was like a suit job inside and it was decent money at the yeah. time. But I was like, dude, no. Like, and it was benefits. It was like a real thing. It would have been like good money. And like, I just chose to go find a local gym and work the front desk for seven bucks an hour probably because I just knew that I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't think this is what I want to do, but I don't want to do that one. So it was just, again, like knowing what I didn't want helped me. I don't know what I want, but I just know not to go that way and not to go that way. So I guess I just keep going this way. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's interesting to think that knowing what you don't want is just as helpful for curating your journey as knowing what you do want. And that's, totally that sifting piece. It's like kind of counterintuitive, right? Yeah, it is. It and is. sometimes that's easier. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. Cause you know, dude, I'm 52. I didn't figure out what I actually wanted till probably seven years ago. Right. So a lot of younger people, I think, have no idea yeah. and like get stressed about it. But yeah. if you start that the, the don't want things are a little bit easier sometimes yeah. to list. I'm going to have to re remember that. That is. A, <laughs> that, well, and I mean, even just the whole idea, I don't think I've ever considered sitting down with my kid and making eliminating the universe of things that she doesn't want to do. Right. Right. It's always, what do you want to do? Right. And, right. Yeah. And I think here's the part about that is I remember being in high school, like, right. And it was a different world then, right. This is, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, but it seemed like the options for how to make a living and for a career were like 10 things, doctor, athlete, policeman, mm -hmm. like right? it was so limited. And, and I didn't know that if you were interested in baseball, you could make a living in baseball in a billion ways. I did not not just either. being a pro baseball player. Yes. You could be in baseball cards. You could be a ref. You could be you could work at a desk for MLB. Like, right, there's a billion ways. Yep. But I didn't know any of that. Yeah. So again, kind of same concept is like your kids don't even know what they want. They don't even know what the fuck there is to do. Right. But they might say, I look at my cut, like I I know what he doesn't like. I can tell you that, right? <laughs> so, so you can true. start to say like someone might like even the little stuff. Like, do you like being alone or do you like being with people? Yeah. You know, do you like to talk in public or not? And these things change, yeah. but you can definitely start to help her or even help you understand what might be things to present to her as you eliminate. Cause there's too many options sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny. I told you before the show, like I don't usually talk about finance or investments or my job at all. And I, I, I don't, but this whole concept is exactly the way that we get to our basket of stocks, the 50 yeah. basket of stocks. We start with the whole universe. We eliminate based on one criteria. We eliminate based on another criteria. Yeah. And that systematic way of finding what we do want in there doesn't come from looking at everything and going, what is my favorite thing here? Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah. Very, there's a lot of parallels there. So many. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you're, um, weightlifting, 
uh, or bodybuilding and you're, uh, you've been doing this kind of summer schedule and then you graduate from college and you still don't know, don't know what I'm doing. What you, do. yep. you know what you don't want to do, but you don't know what yep. you want to do. So what happens next? So parents are tolerable, tolerant of yeah. me living with them, Good for them. And making like seven bucks an hour. And literally I'm just, I'm just, I just want to be able to like, you know, the bodybuilder life. I want to eat five times a day, work out every day and do competitions. And I don't know if I thought I could be a professional bodybuilder. I think for a little while I might've thought that I could, but I also knew like, I'm not going to like win Mr. Olympia. Um, even if I was a decent bodybuilder, I, I had enough sense of reality to know, like you might, might qualify for the CrossFit games, but you're not going to become the next, whoever's the, the one person that wins everything, right? There's a different, it's hard to find the balance between you want to be aspirational and goal oriented, but like you also have to have some sense of reality, right? Right. You, you know, every guy that trains martial arts, like is like, you know, I, I'm not going to work because I'm going to be the next, you know, UFC champion. I'm like, okay, somebody has to decide, you know, Conor McGregor had to decide that and believe that. But like somewhere you have to know, like, dude, you're not going to make it past the local level. So don't like not get a job for 10 years betting on that. I, I find that to be really hard because yeah. I want people to chase their dreams, but I want them to have a sense of reality. There's so much nuance there. You're so right. Totally. Yeah. It's all nuance. Yeah. So I did know I'm not going to be Mr. Olympia, but I thought maybe there's a potential that I would get to at least a level where I could be marketable. Right. Because I knew that was the money. The money was being on the protein powder or being paid to go do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, this was pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, but that was my kind of pipe dream, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know that being a personal trainer was like a thing. Because this was, again, 30, 40 years ago, it was really just celebrities had personal trainers. Well, there's no celebrities in like New Jersey where I was, right? <laughs> so my life was really work the front desk, compete in bodybuilding contest. I did train a couple people for like 40 bucks here and there, but I probably had three sessions in a week, right? And um, maybe one day I would open a gym. And, and at some point, people that I, I did start to learn, since this is a financial thing, that oh, a membership gym is not very profitable just from working in one. I watched, it was an owner and a manager. So I was like 25. The guy that was my boss was the manager of the gym. He was the owner's son. He was probably 40. And I could just tell from his conversations and that like his dad bought it as like, here's a job for you, son. Mm -hmm. His son ran it, but like didn't really make much money. So they were trying to sell the gym. Some of the members offered to put up the money and basically buy it for me if I would put up a little money and run it. And even then, at like 25, I knew, uh-uh, I, I, I don't want to do that. Again, I don't know what I'm going to do, yeah. but I don't want to have my boss's life. This, this looks yeah. terrible. Because the numbers just didn't work. And I was not a very financially astute person. I just knew it didn't take a lot of math to figure out 200 members at 35 bucks a month is X. I know how much the rent costs. I know how much he's got left to pay himself. That's not a lot of money for an adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can, you can see it on people's faces too. Like it's not just a numbers thing. You, I'm sure you watched him and thought, I like, 
I yeah. don't want to have that face about my life. Like I don't want to totally. have that presence right. and that spirit the, about my the, life. You could feel the stress. Yeah. It wasn't like exactly. Cause there would be an enjoyable, like I've always romanticized. I still do about having like this membership gym where I'm just there as like the older dude talking to everybody, working out almost as like a passion project. Yeah. That was not what I was seeing. I was seeing a guy that couldn't make money and was stressed out all the time and chasing, like it was just not what I, like, again, I don't want that.